Good morning. Good morning, Mary. Let's jump on. Let's get it going. Good morning, Marsha. It is fun Friday for us, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yes. Good morning. How's everybody doing at 8 a.m. on a Friday? It's early. It's it early. Is. You're not even in Instagram. But I am. I'm trying to get this uh, this shared right now. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. Don't forget to share the video, guys. Share the video. It's Fun yes. Friday, which means we're answering your questions. It's Q&A. So if you got questions also, you can post yes. uh, as well in the, the... TGIF. Yes. That's how I feel. Is school out? Mm, no, it's not. Well, I'm not doing it today, but Chris is, I think. No, and there's some Zoom meetings. No. But I'm gone all day. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that cool substitute Stephanie. teacher that used to always hang out in our classes when we were in high school. The one that would come and just say, "All right, guys, here's what you're gonna do. Draw me a picture." That's the type of teacher I'm gonna be today. Hmm. Maybe not. There we okay. go. And there's that. Maybe Good morning, not. Stephanie. It's first time listening. Well, welcome. You joined Good morning, on Stephanie. Friday, which we do fun Fridays. Yes. Try to do every week. Next week we will be on vacation. We will not. But what that means is we no. take questions and answer questions. We have about four. Is it four right now? Yeah, we have four questions four right that now. Four that we've already um, had. So if you are joining us and you do have a question and you have not sent it, you can add it to the comments and we will... Try and get to it. Today. Good morning, Clara. Yeah, so Good if morning. so since we're not doing Devos next week, yeah. uh, possibly, right? Since we're not doing Devos next week, um, that just gives you a chance. If you go to the Facebook page and you go to the actual Journey Church page yeah. and you click on the live tab, you can go and see all the live video devos that we've done since we started this whole apocalypse into the world deal. And uh, and you can get caught up. So there's yeah. a lot of really good stuff on there. And uh, plenty to watch and, and check out, so yeah. that's really good as well. Good morning, everybody's jumping in. Yes, 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 we are going on vacation, Jesus. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, we are. Come on. Excited. All right, so it's 8.03. Let's dig in. Guys, don't forget, if you have questions, tag or post them in the comments, either on Instagram or over here on Facebook. You can post them, and we'll get to them. Yes. If we don't get to them today, then we'll save them for the next time we do a fun Friday. Uh, we got four on the on the list today, but let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump in. You want to pray? Yeah, I was looking for the time. I was trying to find it's out what time it was. Yeah, so it's time to pray. All right, God, I thank you for today. I thank you thank for you, just your love and your grace, Lord God, that we get to <laughs> we get to live in. We get to rest in and we get to be in, Lord God. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the spirit of joy over each person that is tuning in over ourselves. Um, that we get to enter into this day knowing how good you are and how loved we are, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, starting off the... Good morning, the, Angelica. Good morning, guys. Starting off uh, some of these questions, let's, let's do this one right quick. Um, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, y'all. <laughs> My favorite ice cream is... What is it? Keto well, or non-keto? That's the thing. So well, I'm going to do... I'll do nine... Well, mine is... Okay. 
Non-keto, I'm not sure I can know, I know the, the brand, but it, anything that is the chocolate ice cream with chunks of peanut butter, not like little pieces of peanut butter, and it cannot be vanilla ice cream with peanut butter. It's chocolate ice cream with chunks of peanut butter through it. And I want to say it was like Baskin Robbins or something like that that used to have the best. <laughs> That's my favorite non-keto. What's your non non-keto one um my favorite non-keto one oh man that's that a Reese pieces like it, and it can't be the chocolate ice cream it has to be the vanilla ice cream We're right so different the Reese's uh peanut butter cup one that's the one that I'm I'm talking about I had someone say that the other day and um she said it was um it was actually Sandra you said you guys are just so opposite and it's so funny because we were talking about that the other day it's like we are very opposite but we we have a lot of core um, values um, that we stand on and so that's my favorite non-keto or yeah non-keto my favorite keto though um, love your earrings Sam. thank you I was blessed with these for my sister-in-law um, they are and this is because oh. uh, yeah we'll get to it later um, anyways I, it could seem a little odd if you don't know yeah, yeah um, it's okay you have scissors so my yeah. favorite keto ice cream is by a brand called Enlightened. Yes. And it is chocolate ice cream with chunks of peanut butter. No. I'm so adventurous, y'all. No. But I am coming to find out that it's not, I don't think it keeps me in ketosis. It's no, a sad I'm moment. pretty sure it, it knocks, sad, it, it knocks us out, moment. which is bad. So it, it, we've we've bragged about this brand of ice cream for those keto yeah. people. Uh, you got to check it for yourself to yeah. see if it kicks you out. All right, yeah. uh, another question just popped no, your up. Your favorite keto? Oh, my favorite keto one. He's oh, my just bad. Skipping Sorry, guys. My favorite keto one is the Rebel uh, Caramel Cone. I mean, you know, caramels, um, salted caramel. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. Uh, Rebel salted caramel. Yeah. Delicious, man. Very, very good. Um, you can destroy a whole pint very easily, but warning Don't. that whole pint will destroy you. I yes. promise. So yes. it's good morning, it's Tracy. Good. Yeah. Good morning. Everybody jumping in. All right. So one more question. I just, I love the question that Larry just posted. We have a couple of them we're going to get to, but I love the question, Larry. You okay. said, uh, what pop culture icon, uh, would you have come and speak in your church icon. right now? Yeah. Ooh, so okay. what pop culture icon would I have come speak in our yeah. church right now? Man, that, that's very, that's a very interesting one. That is really interesting because there's, so, I have. Who would you have come speak? That would uh, that would stretch our people. That would stretch people in general, right? In, in a church setting. Yeah. Who would you have come speak? See, I don't know. That's, that's very very hard because they're so. Uh, mm, mm. Pop culture icon. Hmm. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Yeah. Okay. Um. Homer Simpson. Maybe. I don't even know that he counts. He's not really a pop. Okay, let's just move. We'll come back to that. I'd one. That's have to really think good. about that. I felt all like right. I was like so, not prepared at all for that one. Some of y'all just lost all faith in my ability to pastor too. That I just said Homer Simpson in the pulpit at Journey Church, but that's okay, right? So, all right. So uh, someone asked. <laughs> someone asked, "What uh, y'all like that?" Someone asked, "What what books are you guys reading currently right now?" Um, we shared, uh, and someone also asked, "What what are your favorite books too?" Right. right? So we had that answered in one of the first uh, Fun Fridays. Yeah. Uh, about three or four of them ago, so you can check that out. It's in the in the thing. But what current books are we reading? I read a lot. I love reading. I read yeah. four or five books at a time. Um, I I have a hard time doing that because I yeah. get all the books kind of mixed up, and I'm like, I don't remember which one I read that from. And he's like, Yeah, it clearly wasn't from this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Okay, so uh, the three books that. <laughs> I just finished uh, two of them, and I'm getting ready to. Uh, I'm, I'm in one right now that I'm going to finish while I'm on vacation. So, yes. um, there is a book right here. 
called Cosmos Reborn by John Crowder. That is a phenomenal book. Good, will, Kelly. I'm not alone. It will stretch you uh, tremendously when it comes to your understanding of God. It'll it'll bless your heart when it comes to hearing about the character and nature of God. Um, so that's a really good book. Yeah. Another book um, that I'm actually starting and, and will finish when I'm on vacation is called White Fragility. Um, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism. Again, you know, timely for sure in our country. And yeah. the third book uh, that I just finished I not too long ago. What's I up? was going to say, I have the picture I can show you? everybody, but oh, it's, on your phone. it's on my phone. So a third book just that we just wrapped up, not, both Kim and I both read it, uh, yes. probably about a week or so or two weeks ago. Um, we finished it up. It's a book called Unwanted by Jay Stringer. Mm-hmm. And um, and Unwanted, it is it is a tough, listen y'all, like Ew. this oh. is oh, this y'all. is one of those books, man, that it's... I started reading. I told Kim, I got into it and I was into it for about two weeks before she got into it. And she's like, so how yeah. do you like the book? And I'm like, I hate yeah. this book. I think this book is stupid. Yeah. It's not written well. I think it's this. I think it's that. I was in my feelings about this book for about three quarters of the way through it. Yes. And then you get to the last quarter of the book and you're like, Oh, okay, I see. You had to do all this digging here oh. in order for you to kind of make this point here. And it's it's almost... Sorry, I totally... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I interrupted. No, go ahead. I'm horrible at that, y'all. She interrupts um, all the time, y'all. Go ahead. It's one of those books where you... I feel we had each other to talk through it. Yeah. I feel like you kind of need someone to talk through it. If yeah. you've got a counselor, maybe someone like that, yeah. or a friend, or your spouse, because it is... It is something that you actually have yeah. to talk out because when I wasn't talking, when I was just, you know, I listened to it audible as I was uh, doing stuff and it caused this tension inside of me because it's almost like you said, it's a mm-hmm. love hate. It's like, yeah. I hate this. And then you're like, Ooh, oh, that's so that. good. Or I hate. And so, so people are probably wondering like, okay, well then what what's the book about? about right? right. So, okay. So the book unwanted by Jay Stringer. So what it does is it looks at your uh, family of origin. It, it looks you, yeah. at your history, uh, your past, and it and it brings to light. Uh, our, it basically it shows us how our past, our family of origins, our relationships with our mothers and fathers, all that, how that influences our sexuality. But yeah. not only our sexuality, um, our sexual brokenness, and yep. and so whatever that fruit of sexual brokenness that is that you deal with, whether it's uh, um, adultery or it's pornography or, it, it, you know, it's some other means of, of sexual brokenness, whatever the, the issue that your fruit of that is, right. it helps you begin to unpack the root. A lot of times we, we look at somebody who may be addicted to porn and we say, well, you're addicted to porn because you have a lust problem. No, that's not, it's not as simple as that, right? You, it's not about just the fruit. Right. It about, it, it deals with the root or, or why that person is completely unfaithful to their spouse over and over and over and over right. again. Well, it's just because they can't be a committed relationship. No, well, there's a root to that that's really influencing that. And a lot of times, the, the, the cause of sexual brokenness in our life is not that we were sexually broken in the beginning. In other words, it wasn't, you know, we don't end up going through some type of abnormal use or abuse uh, externally or in the future because we were abused in the past. A lot of people uh, who have never been abused sexually end up right. still with sexual brokenness in their life. Right. And, so, and so being able to walk through that and being able to point back in, in the root, even for my life and even in, in Kim's life, to mm-hmm. be able to go back and go, wow, I did not even see how that could be connected to this expression of, of right. brokenness in our life. So again, a fantastic book, yes. man. You definitely need to get it, get it and check it out. And like Kim said, have a counselor to talk to or have your pastor to talk to, or you can hit us up and we'll, you know, we'll talk with you through right. it. But um, it definitely is a, a game changer. So yeah. those are my three books. What book are you in right now? Oh, well, that that one was the one I finished. Yes. Um, 
And then another one that I'm I'm in the process of reading and hopefully on vacation. Finish it. Finish it. I feel like I went into, anyone else went into the quarantine, like, I'm going to read every book that I have been holding on to and didn't have the time you thought you were going to have. That's kind of me. Um, I'm still in the process of reading Joe Saxton's new Ready to Rise. Um, this is kind of just, it's own your voice, gather your community, and step into your influence. Something that I, I just love and support her. So that's one of the books. The other book I am in the process of reading is uh, Latasha Morrison, Be the Bridge. And I know a few friends have probably already read this one. Um, I'm in the process of reading this one. And it is, it's a, it's a little slower for me because I have to process and it takes me time sometimes when things are um, really digging deep into things, just like this other book. It took right. me a little bit to get through. Is I have to process it because I, it can become overwhelming. So, um, so yeah. Yes. Sandra had a comment, but I cannot oh, no. read it. It says, I don't My think bad. people realize how much the role of the parent figure in our... Yes, parent figure plays in our life. It does. Our it, okay. It's huge. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. For sure, for sure. So those are the books that we're digging into right now. Sorry, I'm yeah. gathering some scripture references real quick for this next the next question that we had. And um, I have another one, but I don't. I finding all my books this morning, that's and right. um, those are the ones I'm really. All right. So on. somebody else asked. Uh, they sent a question in last week when we were talking. They said, "What's the deal with Paul's thorn in the flesh?" And so I'm going to do yes. flyover views on theology questions, man. I'm going to do some kind of just some 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 flyover. Uh, brief kind of deal so that we don't get bogged down for an hour and a half or two hours in this. But so what about Paul's uh, thorn in the flesh? A lot of people traditionally in, in Western church particularly um, associate Paul's thorn in the flesh. That's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 where it says, Paul says, you know, um, uh, at least I be exalted above measure. There was given to me a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. And, and the church, and, and, and particularly Western church, has looked at that scripture and they've said, well, Paul was such a prideful guy. In order for God to keep him humble, God had sent him a messenger of Satan to suppress his pride because, uh, uh, because he had a pride issue. And so that was the deal. Other people said that God gave Paul an eye disease to keep him humble. And it was referenced over in, in the uh, Philippians or something like that when it said, uh, I came to you and I had, you know, I had issues with my eyes. And I go, oh, see, that's the the thorn that Paul had. Some people have even gone on to say, well, Paul's thorn in the flesh was homosexuality because Paul was never married and, and therefore he struggled with homosexual tendencies and that was the thorn. There's no evidence at all whatsoever to prove that. Right. Some have said it's a lust issue. Paul had an extreme lust issue. You can't prove that either. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the thorn in the flesh, it's really important to look at what it says. It says, there was sent to me a messenger of Satan, right? So how many of you know, we know God and Satan do not work on the same team. It's incredibly evident that God and Satan don't work on the same team. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come uh, to give life. He said, but the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. First uh, Peter chapter 5 says that the devil is like a roaring lion roaming the earth seeking whom he may devour he says be be a, a be vigilant be self-aware um, so we we know we wrestle against uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood Ephesians 6 but we wrestle against principalities and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places so so God and Satan are not on the same team in any shape form or fashion so when we try to equate God giving Paul a thorn and it was a messenger of Satan we are saying that God and, and Satan are working on the same team and they don't when you look at the term thorn in the flesh, 
And that is a term that the Israelites knew because that they referenced it uh, in the Old Testament. A thorn in the flesh is not a sickness, it's not a disease, it's not a sin stroke. A thorn in the flesh, uh, if you go back to Numbers 33, uh, verse 55, and a lot of people are actually shocked that this whole phrase, thorn in the flesh, actually appears in the Bible other than in Paul's writing in 2 Corinthians. The Israelites referenced a people group who continually persecuted them and made their lives living hells, and they referred to that, that group of people as a thorn in our flesh. It is a persistent thing that never goes away. That's what a thorn is. It is that continual remembrance or a continual reminder that something isn't right, and so it's constantly uh, bothering us, and it's, and it's, an, excuse me, it's annoying us, yeah. right? So Paul, when you go back and you look at the life of Paul, Paul, everywhere he proclaimed the gospel, he was persecuted. Everywhere he preached the gospel, he was persecuted. He spent more time in jail than not. You know, he, he, he proclaimed the gospel. He was beaten for the gospel. He was stoned for the gospel. He was on, and, and, and Paul, he it, it says, it says, at least to be exalted above measure. Well, who doesn't want the message of Jesus Christ getting out? It's not God. Right. Right? It's not, at least I, at least I be so prideful and boast up because I'm prideful because I have this great message. No, he's saying, least I be exalted above measure. Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to bring him to be noticed. Who doesn't want the gospel of Jesus Christ to be noticed? The devil doesn't. He doesn't want a constant reminder that he's defeated. Right. And so he's going to send messengers to buffet. That word buffet literally means physically beat. Everywhere Paul went, he was physically persecuted in some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. It wasn't until the end of his ministry, the last two or so years of his ministry, where he spent his life on house arrest where he got some reprieve of, of that so when you go back and you look at it that's what paul's thorn in the flesh is it's the persecution that he endured it wasn't god working in cahoots with the devil it wasn't a sickness it wasn't homosexuality it wasn't some lustful thing that he dealt with and yet and then and think about what even what jesus said he said three times i asked the lord to take this away and he said my grace is sufficient for you yeah. it's my grace that gives you the ability to endure and continue to do what you do even I know I'm talking a thousand words a minute. Even when he was, even when he was blinded on the road to Damascus, and he went and he was, he had scales on his eyes. The disciple that the Lord sent to uh, heal Paul, minister to Paul, Jesus told him. He said, "I've already told him all that he must suffer, or I've already told him all that he will suffer for my name." Not God making him suffer, but all that preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, all the suffering that that you endure, it's it's for preaching the gospel, yeah. right? So that's, I know that, and we can unpack that at depth, but that's a flyer review yeah. for, what about Paul's thorn in the flesh? Yes. Yes. So, um, all right, so another question uh, that came up, um, and I've seen this a lot too, particularly in, 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 this, in, in social media is alive with it right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so this whole phrase, um, someone said, uh, don't all lives matter, right? Because I, they see people saying black lives matter and they, they are saying, well, don't all lives matter? And the right. answer to that question, and it's a simple question, the answer, or the answer, simple answer, the answer to that question is absolutely all lives matter, right. which is why we should be able to say without hesitation that black lives matter. Right. Saying black lives matter is not elevating one people group above another. It is saying to the elevated people group already that we're not taking care of, of one. Right. We're not taking care of one another. Right. That there is, there is, uh, there is uh, uh, injustice. There's irregularities there. there, there needs to, we need to highlight the fact that this is not being dealt with right. in, a, in a proper manner. You know, and, and so they, so it, yes, all lives matter, 
and and because all lives matter, all lives matter, black lives matter as well. Right. Jesus didn't. Jesus wasn't about showing favor to. How you can draw this as elevating one people group over another is amazing to me, especially particularly when people who are touting all lives matter are right. not the same people who are speaking up for injustice. Right. If you're a person who says, well, all lives matter, then we should be. You should be one of the first people speaking up for the injustices that black people are dealing with right. on a regular basis in our country. Right. We shouldn't hesitate to speak to that, right? right. Um, you, when you look at Jesus and the ministry of Jesus Christ, and he's preaching, to, he's preaching the kingdom of God to the Pharisees, he gets to the Pharisees at one point, and, uh, and, and he challenges the experts of the law, right? We read this last week or maybe a couple days ago. He challenges the experts of the law and, and about who, who the neighbor is. What's yeah. the greatest laws, right? Well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then the religious expert comes back and says, well, really, but who is our neighbor, right? It's the ones who love us back, right? Those are mm -hmm. our neighbors. And Jesus right. said, no, it's not. As a matter of fact, let me show you how valuable all people are. So he shows how valuable all people are by highlighting the very people that the Jewish people couldn't stand, which was the Samaritan. The man was beaten, a Jewish man beaten and left for uh, dead in the streets, and the priest walks by and ignores him, the scribe walks by and ignores him, but who stops and takes care of him? It's the very, quote, enemies of the, the, the Jewish people. It's the Samaritans. And the reason he highlighted that, that story, was to highlight that Samaritans' lives matter. Right. Right? Samaritan lives matter. He was highlighting that very thing mm -hmm. to the Jewish people. You right. say I just think going back to this is the thing that when we've seen this um, posted or shared, obviously, because this is social media has become like a news network all in itself, I guess, is the question that comes to my mind is asking ourselves if you have a hard time saying Black Lives Matter, asking yourself why. Why? Why? Because that helps you get beyond the surface of right. saying all lives matter and being able to ask yourself, why is it so hard for me personal, make it personal to say that black lives matter. Yes. And it, it helps you understand and walk right. through that process for yourself because yeah. there may be things you need to walk through with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, Jesus, Jesus highlighted this, man. He gets, so it goes back to, uh, well, there is no longer Jew or Greek or right. male or female. I've heard this too. There's right. no longer Jew or Greek, male or female, slave or free, and we're mm -hmm. all one, so all lives matter. Yeah, but just because there's no longer male, female in Christ doesn't right. mean we don't advocate for, for the Me Too movement or advocate right. for women exactly. who've dealt with sexual abuse or who've been abused by men. Right. You know, just because there's no longer slave nor free doesn't mean we don't stand up for those who are sold into sex slavery and who've been right. trafficked, you know? Yeah. Well, we're all one, so we don't need to really highlight. No, we need to highlight and that because it's a group of people right. who are who are who are experiencing right. injustice right you know it's, when you when you look at june or greek we we don't need that we don't need to make labels because we're all one in christ unless the in, in, unless the person that you're talking about is being trampled upon then we need to highlight that right. you know that's an important thing to highlight you know mm -hmm. it's like yeah it doesn't mean you don't stand up for injustices right you know? right right so and you don't that. yeah there that we could really talk a long time Yes. on this because I've seen so much that's just, just absolutely yeah. should not be coming but out just of just ask Christian's the question. Mouth. Like think about just asking the question. If that's your stance. Yeah. If if it is you, you your stance of all lives matter and I get it. 
I get it. I beat the drum with the All Lives Matter thing for, for a long time. I, right. I, I felt the same way. Well, why? Well, all lives matter, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And I was blinded to the fact that, that, that black lives matter to, the, to, to this whole thing as well. And, right. and I think for me, even in the past, it was like, well, what am I saying? Because I was told, see, even, even in, even in um, the, the culture that we live in and, and coming up as a white, you know, middle class American, right. you, know, I, you know, you hear all these, this language back and well, if you say Black Lives Matter, then you're aligning yourself with a violent movement, you know. Well, do your research and find out for yourself what that looks right. like. You know, if you say Black Lives Matter, then, then, then you're saying you're anti-cop. No, I'm not. I'm not anti-cop. I'm incredibly pro-cop. Right. I have family members who serve in police departments in different cities in our, in our state. Right. In the city that we planted our church in, I got family members who serve. Right. And I thank God for them. I'm not yeah. anti-cop. To say Black Lives Matter doesn't mean you're anti-police. Right. It's right. not the case. But I had to ask myself this. I had to dig deep into myself. Yeah. Why am I so, uh, why am I so hesitant to really be able to voice this this aspect of reality, which is the fact that that Black Lives Matter? Why was I so hesitant to that? And it, and it goes back to man, what bias do I have? What scripts have I written? What things, you know, what things am I thinking if I say this mean this? You know, right. and so we gotta. We got to, you're right, absolutely, yeah. Sandra, that's a, so good, all lives yeah. matter until they don't, right? right? And so, it's absolutely true. Right. So again, it's yep. not, it, it, we just got to be able to, to to look at what we're saying. So, yeah. that was one of the questions as well. Thanks for, for being vulnerable in that and putting it out there. Um, another question that we had was, uh, on a lighter note, another question was, what career path do you think you guys would have taken if you didn't become pastors? <laughs> What career path? I think it depends on uh, what hmm. year you're asking me that question, right? That's true for you, yeah. For me, it's what yeah. year. It depends on what year you're asking so me that question. So prior to us getting married. If we didn't go to the pastor? Prior to us getting married oh. and, or what were we, maybe engaged. Yeah. And I remember you said that if we didn't work out, you were going to go into Air the Force. Air Force. Yeah. So I do remember that. And I was like, what? Like, that mean you'd be leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that early on prior to. Yeah. And I think there was a season two. You know, I used to teach martial arts as well. So I, I went, I went, yeah. I ran that whole gamut uh, of doing martial arts, started early on in my life, became a, you know, I got earned a Shihan ranking, which is a fourth degree black belt. And, uh, and I thought for, I was like, oh man, if I was not in ministry, I'd be teaching martial arts full time and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and doing that. I enjoyed that. But, you know, I think now if I wasn't pastoring full time, um, I th think if I wasn't doing pastoring full, I think I would definitely be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I think I, I would look at like high school teaching, teaching high school students, man, and being able to inspire and try to help change yeah. trajectories of their lives and encourage them and, and I just love teaching, man. I love yeah. studying. I love getting into stuff. I love geeking out, and I love communicating things in a way that are applicable and and uh, and easy to understand. You know, uh, that's me. What about you? Yeah. What do um, you do now? I already have um, a different, I guess, path that's not in Pastoral? the walls of in the walls of a church pastoring. But I believe that. And this is a statement I tell people often, and it's a statement I've had to tell myself often, is that I'm always pastoring someone, whether it's in my home, if it's my children, or if it's maybe, um, pastors and say, um, if it's in the church or if it's friendships, is I always have opportunity to pastor someone. And everyone yeah. often don't, yeah. does not realize that you probably yeah. are more than likely pastoring yeah, someone. Absolutely. So yeah. I've actually been 
uh, doing hair in some form or fashion for, geez, like 20-something years. And in that, I believe that I've been pastoring that whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you know, if you go and go anywhere Ooh. to get your hair done, you were sitting in a chair, and most of the time you were sharing everything that's on your heart. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of times that's an, a great connection for for not only for me, but for my my clients that I get, that I've over the years been able to just, you know, share with and love on and pray with and minister to. And and so that would be, that's one thing that I've done um, yeah. in the past. I did coach yeah. cheerleading. And that was something I thought I was always going to do. And I loved it. I loved being a part of the girls' mm. lives. We had you know, multiple teams, all age brackets and travel that we traveled. Yes. And, and there's nothing like being able to much like you said with, 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 um, I was about to say coaching karate, but that's not the no, right no, term. Teaching karate. Teaching karate yeah. is you are speaking into lives of young people yeah. constantly. And that's yeah. what, that's what teachers do that are teachers for our children. Yeah. And so it's so amazing because there's, there's just nothing like that. And it's not, you've not limited yourself to, well, I'm a pastor because I'm standing right. at a pulpit. Right, no, right, I'm, right. I'm pastoring because I am pouring love into this child or these yeah. children or these group, this classroom, whatever. And you're loving them and revealing to them what Christ is on a day-to-day -day basis. And yeah. so I could, yeah. No, I think, I, yeah, I think, I think. Going, I was gonna say another one for me. I think it would be a counselor or, or something like that. Oh yeah, like that. absolutely. I think, you know, the, You're like my own personal counselor, <laughs> which is interesting, by the way. Yeah, but but um, no counseling. But I think for even for for uh, he has to deal with all my crazy. Yeah, just say it. So, um, but I think I think both of us. I think in general, I think I think any. I don't know. I think any career path we would have taken outside of specifically pastoring would have mm -hmm. been something that that tries to help and improve the life of another. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's not the same case for everybody. I right. Think we just if, don't realize it. If ourselves, right. If ourselves or somebody else, you know, is to, to improve the life of somebody else. Right. So, yeah. Angelica said you are teaching now. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, I, this you, is, that's just what you're, you yeah. know, that's totally your heart and always really always has been is to teach and um so <laughs> yeah like when we do keto coaching we coach people too for for like doing ketogenic diet and stuff and so That's i always why we work so well together you're the teacher and i'm like come on y'all you got it <laughs> so we start we always start the first meeting with i always start the first meeting with do you need the flyover or do you want to geek out on some science right and then most of the people are like i mean you know just tell me what to eat and not to eat and i'm like okay. they're like me they're like here i'm like all right go for it tell them and they're like no i want to know i'm like all right so check it out your pancreas right and so we get into it man yeah. and we like go Teacher into mode. it so it's awesome but anyways yeah so helping, the, helping yeah. other people i just think everybody wears so many hats that you don't realize it even yeah. us i don't think it's like well what other career path i think we have multiple hats that we where yeah. you just you take one off and you you jump into another role and you just you just do it yeah. like I don't yeah. I don't limit myself to why well, I only pastor because I'm not yeah Kim is a teacher you're right you're right <laughs> so all right guys I think that's I'm a about silly, it crazy teacher you are that's that's about it I think for today's Devo yeah uh, man you guys be praying for us uh, over this next week we're gonna get some rest we're praying yes. for you guys pray for Chris today why oh yeah well, we're just coloring pictures today, so <laughs> maybe. And so, 
Um, yeah, so pray for us. We're praying for you guys. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you guys when we get back. Tune um, in tomorrow night. Yes. Tune, in, tune in tomorrow night, right, to, yes. to the Journey Church Facebook page, the YouTube yeah. page, or on the website, man, for the message. You don't want to miss it. We had yeah. fun last night. All sorts of crazy stuff happened during our recording last oh, night. Oh, please join, y'all, because... Y'all. <laughs> Chris had to stay super duper focused, and it was very funny, it was if a, you know. It was a stretch. So, yes. yeah. But anyways, check it out, man. Don't forget to share the video, guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you when we get back. Yes. We love you. You want to pray? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You ain't spiritual today. I'm not spiritual today. I'm on vacation. <laughs> Lord, okay. God, I thank you for today. I pray blessing over each person's weekend, Lord God. I pray amazing weather so people are able to get out if they are leaving their house and enjoy this weekend. Yes. And I just pray peace, peace over hearts as so much is going on, Lord God, that, that everyone just needs um, just to be able to rest and to just rest in who you are and that you are faithful, Lord God, you, and that in anyone that's losing hope right now, that, that they just they just get a just a glimpse and a restored hope in who in, in you, Lord God, yeah. in humanity yeah. and, and what we're able to do um, through you, Lord God, and that we are just able to be stretched as well, Lord God, to continue to love well in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, guys, we'll see you eventually.